This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, July 3rd. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you feeling today? Uh, I am just freshly awake thanks to a Christian Phoenix alarm. Um, so uh, I'm exhausted, man. Um, I'm working on little to no sleep, but uh, that creates for good radio sometimes. So uh, happy that it's Friday, excited for the weekend, and uh, looking forward to having a fun show with you today. Ryan, we are missing you, brother. Hopefully we have you back in a week or so. That would be great. Yeah, it is uh, Friday, July 3rd, obviously, before the holiday weekend. And uh, for those of you that are listening, we are taking the next week off. So we're going to be running a slate of best of shows for you guys to enjoy while we keep, uh, you know, catch up on our sleep a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to have, I mean, I don't have the week off from uh, my day-to-day job, so I'll still be working. But uh Looking forward to uh, getting that little extra sleep, considering I get out late every night. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll recharge our batteries, come back with a new slate of shows that, uh, you know, bigger and better than ever. All right, Ooh, let, let's yeah. go ahead and kick things off with a question, as I do each and every day. Tony, we already know that uh, you've lived in a haunted house before. Did you ever mm-hmm. feel that the haunting was malicious or evil or uh, to the point where you need to call in a exorcist or the Ghostbusters or something to get rid of it? <laughs> uh, you know, not, I don't know about malicious, like nothing bad ever happened to me, but uh, the one at uh, the last house I had with uh, my ex-wife, like when we were going through divorce, a lot of weird stuff went on. Okay. For the point where I like, I would feel uneasy at times. Absolutely, I, but you know, all I did is if I felt super uneasy, I either just yeah, you know, I try to change rooms, or uh, sometimes I'd actually I get to the point a few times where I just left the house because okay. I felt super uneasy. But uh, yeah, no need to call the exorcist because I knew I was moving. Like <laughs> it was just like that hope, like don't follow me, and maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Right. I don't know. But let uh, the next homeowners yeah. deal with it, right? Yeah, yeah. It took yeah. off. That was that was included in the house. So you got a beautiful house that was set up for you, but we left you a little something, something. Right. <laughs> 
All right. Well, all that goes to say that uh, in this case, Ghostbusters have been called in over reports of an angry ghoul that is swearing hmm. at tourists at a beauty spot. The potty, <laughs> the potty mouth spook is spelled. Oh, ghosts! Is said to be a woman in white who apparently tells people to f off, and of course she says the actual word. Locals say the rude apparition haunts an area known as Dead Woman's Ditch. The site on the Quantock Hills in Somerset was named after the murder of Jane Walford by her husband John in 1789. But now a foul-mouthed phantom is apparently lurking the area. The reports of a swearing apparition. Ghost hunting couple Christine and Dave Thomas, not Dave Thomas of Wendy's, are now investigating. <laughs> Christine claims that she was shouted at and told F off by the nasty evil spirits. She says she and her husband Dave picked up a voice before being rudely told to leave. They pay, uh, Boy, there's a lot of typos in this. The pair claim to have had uh, other encounters there with the ghost of a murderer from 1798. Dave said, quote, There is definitely something there. My wife has experienced it for a long time. There are two types of voices. There's a, the residual memories being replayed, which people pick up on without being able to communicate with. Then there are the voices you can interact with, which you can have an exchange with, which can answer questions. Not all, but some can be quite nasty, evil spirits. Not everybody is aware of ghosts. That's because some people have weaker barriers than others and are more likely to come across one. Other locals have reported seeing a ghost there. One said, quote, When I was 17, on my way home from work, driving along a cold road, I saw a bright white figure on the side of the road, so I slowed down. It appeared to be a woman completely dressed in white, old-fashioned clothing so uh, if you're headed out to Somerset which I believe is actually in the UK somewhere just be aware of the woman in white who's uh, swearing at you to F off yeah that's uh, I don't know if I believe that story <laughs> like I hey I believe in ghosts and all those things uh, I've, I've had my own personal uh, encounters and experiences but come on a ghost that just yells F off what Hey, F off! Get out of my lawn! This is my ditch! <laughs> Damn Ghostbusters! What do you want? Yeah, if I, you know, if I was going somewhere, if they couldn't harm you or possess you or whatever it may be, and they're just yelling at you, you know, I think I'd put up with it. I think it'd be hilarious enough that, uh, you know, maybe you could have a nice little uh, exchange. Yeah. Well, you're all just, you're just walking around. F off! What? Is that you? No? <laughs> oh. Oh, it was the apparition over there, the lady in white. Right. <laughs> Actually, for tourists, just to get, like, I'd probably put this story out and then hire an old hag to uh, dress up and uh, just do that and just go, nope, that's it's full body apparition. There you go. Drum don't, up some more business from the, uh, the, the ghost hunting crews. Yeah. Don't worry, we used our proton packs. We caught her. She's contained. <laughs> and she looks like freaking Zool there from, you go. uh, the first Ghostbusters. Are you a god? <laughs> <laughs> Always say yes. Well, what we are saying yes to is a great show today. Let's talk about today's show. It is a Friday. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody looking forward to the weekend, weekend. And we are looking forward to the weekend. We have, as we do each and every Friday, taking you into the weekend on an up note. Good news, everyone. We have Costco Secrets debunked. Our call-in topic today is which video game defined your childhood. We have See Something Stupid, Say Something Stupid, 
this day in history. And when we return, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, July 3rd. We love the interaction with our listeners, viewers, watchers, whoever you may be, whether you are chiming in on Facebook or you're leaving a message on the Phoenix line. Now, the Phoenix line is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line that we've set up to give you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything you want. So say we're gone next week and you want to call and just tell us how much you miss us, guess what? You can do that. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. Keep it entertaining. We'll put them all together for a future show and air them at that time. Now, it is the second segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, July 3rd, the day before Independence Day. And I'm bringing you the entertainment news. But first, the Filippo Fast Five headlines that pretty much tell the whole story. Uh, There will be a biopic about Beatles manager Brian Epstein, Epstein in the works. And he is the unofficial fifth member of the Beatles, correct? That's what they call him. All right. Well, biop movie on its way. Uh, Christina Ricci, Wednesday Adams, a.k.a., uh, files for divorce from husband James Herdegarden. It, it's like Herdegarden, but I like to say Herdegarden, after almost seven years of marriage. Vanilla Ice cancels Texas concert due to COVID-19 surge. Oh. Remember, he was Florida man yesterday. Uh, he wised up. Hugh Downs, broadcasting legend and former 2020 co-host, dies at 99. Good life. Yeah. And Bill and Ted Face the Music uh, is the first in the series to be rated PG-13. And that is your Filippo Fast Five. Excellent. Bonus breaking news on my phone from ESPN that the Washington Redskins are going to undergo the change of uh, the team name. No details, but that just popped up on my ESPN feed. Interesting. So. Yeah, I that I, that'll be a future story, obviously, yeah. on the show. And just and to el- the hand elaborate a little bit on that, I, I believe that they registered the trademark for the Washington Warriors. I don't know, five six years ago. So my guess is that's probably what they're going to end up going with. Oh, be they'll be interesting, but nonetheless, uh, the ball is in motion to change the NFL team's name. But we are going to move on. Today is more of a geeky affair, and this is how we're going to tease it. Gigawatts, Transformers, Drive-Ins, Dream Theater, DC, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Spider-Man. Yeah, it's a list of Christian's favorite things. Yeah. This is the news. <laughs> Hasbro reveals limited edition uh, Back to the Future X Transformer Gigawatt. 1.21 gigawatts. Oh, gigawatts, I guess we should say. Yeah. <clears throat> Can't believe I screwed that up, Gigawatt. Um, if you only your favorite like your movie night- of all time, only my favorite movies. I you can tell I'm tired if I screwed that up. Jeez. If you are like ah, wow, 
If you like your 1980s as 1980s as possible, Hasbro's latest crossover transformer hits all the right notes. The new Autoboat, Autoboat, I'm Canadian, <laughs> Canadian didn't you know? <laughs> the Autoboat Jigawatt is a time-traveling robot disguise celebrating 35 years since the release of the original Back to the Future movie. Yes, we are old. Uh, Jigawatt includes a blaster and whip antenna accessories and includes Doc Brown style goggles, a flux capacitor chest piece, and time circuits. In vehicle mode, Jigawatt's Gullowig doors are fully functional and the wheels rotate from vertical to horizontal for the times when you need to get going where you don't need roads. <laughs> the, first the first run is limited to just 1985 units, so 1,985, and will be available only on Walmart.com, available July 3rd. So today, today. available today. A second wave of figures will be available in October via HasbroPulse.com and select retailers. And a four-part companion comic series from IDW will also premiere in October. Gigawatt, Gigawatt is the latest <laughs> big push from Hasbro to take us all back in time with a new round of G.I. Joe classified figures being introduced last month and joins Ecto-1 in the Transformer 80s movies pantheon of figures what do you think buddy are you super stoked for this I'm, obviously i butchered the hell out of that article but i promise to get better as the articles come across i'm on walmart.com as we speak looking it up oh i i i actually want to book it to have it there as being a big back to the future i mean it looks cool i shared it on the phoenix page already um you guys can take a look at that um Speaking of Walmart, this is a good transition. Uh, Walmart will transform parking lots into drive-in movie theaters this summer. On Wednesday, the retail giant announced a partnership with Tribeca Enterprises that will transform <laughs> 160 participating Walmart parking lots into makeshift drive-in movie theaters. There will be a total of 320 showings from August to October. Okay, that's pretty neat. The department store chain released an illustration of what the experience will look like through further details, including a list of locations, dates, and movie titles. They have not been released at Tribeca. It'll roll out the red carpet and drive-in movie premieres, complete with a car-side popcorn and drink service, Walmart hmm. tweeted. Stay tuned for more details. See you at the movies. On the official website for the initiative, Walmart called it the most amazing family drive-in movie tour ever. The site promised that the pop-ups will be socially distanced, and summer hasn't really felt like summer yet. And I know I hear every day, Mom, I'm bored. Chief Customer Officer Janie Whitehead at Walmart said in a press release, Through our digital means and vast footprint of stores, we're hoping to bring some summer fun to families across the country. We know Walmart pay, plays a role in all our communities that extends far beyond getting the necessary supplies. And we see that now more than ever. So coming soon to uh, a Walmart near you, drive-ins, crappy food, and hillbillies. Woo! <laughs> I don't know. The last part I added. But I think that's actually a really cool idea um, considering there are so many Walmarts. So hopefully in the town you live in, if you're listening, uh, you guys may get the chance to experience that. What do you think? I think it's worth checking out. I don't know, you know, if it's going to go off without a hitch, given that it is Walmart and knowing the uh, employee interactions, for lack of a better term, uh, how that goes. But uh, you know what? We'll see. 
We'll see. Time will see. Speaking of we'll see, this one I found uh, in particular for our host, Christian Phoenix. I came across it. Had to throw it in. Uh, Dream Theater's John Petrucci. Uh, Petrucci? You got it. Yeah. Okay. Reuniting with ex-bandmate Mike Portnoy on upcoming solo album. So the Dream Theater guitarist is releasing a new solo album and he's recruited an old friend for the pod project. Former Dream Theater drummer Mike Portnoy, who co-founded the Prague Metal Group alongside Petrucci uh, and bassist John Myung. My young. Myung. My young. My young. I can't do names today. I'm Sorry. brutalizing them. Woo! Well, man, the kit on the record, which is titled Terminal Velocity. The album marks the first time Petrucci and Portnoy have collaborated since the drummer left Dream Theater back in 2010. Wow. Ten years already. Yep. Terminal Velocity is expected to be released sometimes later this year. It's his first solo effort since 2005's Suspend Animation. As a Dream Theater fan, how do you feel about the news of Portnoy and him reuniting? I'm excited about it. The They're both uh, songwriters, or at least they were in Dream Theater, and uh, the combination of the two together is just fantastic. There's been something a little bit missing since Portnoy left uh, back in 2010, and uh, it'll be nice to have that collaboration again. I just wish it was coming out sooner. No, absolutely. I'm I'm excited to hear it, and I agree with you. Dream Theater was much better with Portnoy, and still very good band and still entertaining nonetheless, but definitely a missing element. Yes. Uh, speaking of soon-to-be missing elements here, HBO Max deal for DC Universe subscribers can point to the streaming services days being numbered. The DC Universe streaming service launched in 2018, as well as boasting a long list of classic DC TV shows and movies. They were originals like Titans, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, and Harley Quinn. The platform has never expanded outside the U.S., and that's been and there's been a lot of speculation about its future, especially after the recent launch of HBO Max. Now with Zack Snyder's Justice League heading to HBO Max instead of the DC Universe, and Doom Patrol debuting there. Um, it's looking grim for the streamer's future. Adding to the recent initiative um, or incentive, however, DC Universe subscribers can add HBO Max to their current deal for only an additional $5 a month. <laughs> That's an exclusive deal and one which is set to run through the rest of this year. It is widely believed that this could be a way of transitioning DC Universe subscribers to HBO Max, and it has been noticed countless times in recent months it no longer makes sense for Warner Media to have two competing streaming services with DC content on both. With that in mind, it wouldn't be remotely surprising if the plug is pulled on the DC universe by the year's end and the shows find a permanent home on HBO Max moving forward. There's been no official announcement, but it is uh, easy to see what is happening to boost HBO Max's subscription numbers. Uh, what do you think, guys? Chime in on the Phoenix line. Christian, uh you think this is what is going to make uh, HBO Max finally a great, great service? I do. In fact, that's the reason I got HBO Max is because the all the talk was that they were going to get rid of DC Universe and put everything onto HBO Max all in one location. That's what I was looking for. And when I got HBO Max, I was really disappointed at the lineup of you know DC shows, movies, animated projects, whatever it is, uh, they're just lacking right now. So hopefully they do it sooner than the end of the year, but, you know, I guess if I have to wait, I have to wait. Yeah, I think that'll be a huge boost to it. I think that's what's going to really lure a lot of fans. It'd be smart of them to do that. 
And unfortunately, it's already time to move on to birthdays because we're out of entertainment time. So I will save the Ninja Turtle and Spider-Man story for another time. Well, I'll share it on the Phoenix page. But in the meantime, that's it for entertainment news. Let's roll to the birthdays. It's my I haven't done the dumb dance in a long time, but today's <laughs> July 3rd's birthdays. Maverick Tom Cruise is 57. Kimmy Gibbler, a.k.a. Andrea Barber, is 43. Olivia Munn, who played Psylocke in X-Men Apocalypse, is 39. Patrick Wilson from The Conjuring is 46. And Yeardley, the weirdly named Smith, who plays Lisa Simpson, is 55. That is it for your Phoenix birthdays for July 3rd. Right on. When we get back, we have good news, everyone. Just a up note of stories to take you guys into the weekend on an up note. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, July 3rd. We are all over social media with many of you watching on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. We also uh, rebroadcast each show on the AUN TV network, which is 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social media, guess what? You can. I'm available at Facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at Facebook.com forward slash Tony.SanFilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. And Ryan, who's taking a little time off, is available at Facebook.com forward slash Ryan.Wink. Or on Instagram at NamesWink. Now, being that it is Friday, what we like to do is uh, provide some stories that are uplifting to take you guys into the weekend on an up note. And so we've titled it, Good News, Everyone. So I'll go ahead and kick things off. Uh, this story really hit me. Uh, my fiance works in senior living. And obviously with the coronavirus pandemic, as it is right now, the residents of senior living communities are the most at risk. So they've been taking extra efforts to keep people away that could potentially uh, uh, you know, cause issues in their health. And uh, so when a story like this hits, it, it really hits close to home. A grandfather in Los Angeles was overcome with emotion when his two grandchildren, who recently finished graduate school, surprised him with a visit in their caps and gowns. Vanna Ibrahimi, wow, that's a heck of a last name, Vanna Ibrahimi Ibrahimi. (laughs) told Good Morning America that her grandparents first came to the United States from Iran in the late 1980s, and her parents followed in 1992. Once they arrived, they endured many days of hard work, but they did it all to pursue a better life. Quote, for my parents, it was crazy adjustment being in an all-new country. They worked seven days a week and did everything they could for us to get the best education. They sacrificed a lot of themselves for us to be on the right steps. While it has been a long journey, Ebrahimi and her brother have made them proud by becoming the first members of the family to graduate from college. Not only that, but Ebrahimi 
recently earned her law degree from Loyola Marymount University, and her brother received his medical degree. But Ebrahimi's grandfather, Heirik Abnus, boy, these are hard to say, Heirik Abnus broke his hip and leg before they were to commemorate the occasion, and he has been recovering at a nursing home for weeks. Quote, my grandpa is everyone's rock. He's a happy-go-lucky guy. He always has a smile on. People tell me I'm always smiling, and, and I tell them, that's my grandpa. It's a special trait we got from him to be able to find the silver lining in everything. Coronavirus has kept the family from being able to spend much time with Abnus, and with their graduation ceremonies canceled, Ibrahimi and her brother knew they needed to incorporate in him, him in some way. Ibrahimi and her brother then visited their grandfather's nursing home dressed in their caps and gowns, and he was able to admire them from a window to maintain social distancing. Quote, we just decided since we're both graduating, let's go and surprise him and wear our caps and gowns. It was a big deal for us to include him. Footage of the touching moment shows Abnus breaking down in tears at the sight of his grandchildren. And so it's one of those, I mean, even now it gives me goosebumps that, uh, you know, there's a lot of things being canceled right now. But, uh, you know, if you go out of your way to reach out to those family members in your life and let them know just how much they mean to you, and especially in an occasion like this, it really does go a long way. And that is my good news, everyone. Did we lose your tone? My, no, yeah. I had to clear my throat, so I had to oh. actually. I don't. There, we don't have an actual dump button for that. I didn't want to do that, so I had to mute for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, mine is a uh, Uber driver rewarded with new car by Jada Pinkett Smith after she delivers thousands of meals to hospital workers. Wait Just a kidding. minute. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, we've already done that story twice. It was so good. We're not doing it a third time, but. Today's good news is teen spends 10 hours cleaning up protests rewarded with a free car and scholarship. A teenager in Buffalo who spent 10 years cleaning up after a protest has been rewarded for his years? efforts by the community. That's, it says 10 years on here. Okay. <laughs> it should say 10 hours because the headline's 10 hours, but the article says 10 years. And I'm like Ron Burgundy. I'll read what's on the teleprompter. So. <laughs> he spent, that's a long time. He hella earned that car. Yeah, he did. But yeah, so I digress. 10 hours, even though the article says 10 years. Um, Journalism wow. at its finest. Woo! It's a Friday. Okay. Antonio Gwynn Jr. started at 2 a.m. and did not stop cleaning for 10 years. Now it says for the next 10 hours here. When an organized group of neighbors arrived later that morning to assess the damage, they found that Gwen had already done most of the work. Gwen, an 18-year-old high school senior, said he saw on the local news that the Bailey Avenue in Buffalo was covered in glass and garbage, and he knew people needed to use that street to get to work in the morning. Word spread of how Gwen single-handedly took action and his community rewarded him. Gwen has been offered a full scholarship to Medeo College and a 2004 Ford Mustang convertible. Nice. He's even getting a year free of auto insurance, courtesy of local businessman Bob Bryceland. We just need to get together our whole city and show people how there's so many good people here, Bryceland said. The car was gifted to Gwen by Matt Block, who said he saw Gwen's story on the news and decided to give him his Mustang. Block 27 told CNN the car is one he wanted since he was a child, but these days he's only using it occasionally. He saw Gwen ask for some car buying advice on Facebook, and Matt decided to offer up his sports car. It turns out the gift has more meaning than Block ever imagined. Gwen's mother, who passed away in 2018, 
also drove a red Mustang. When he realized the coincidence, Gwen said that he was so shocked he didn't have any words. Block said it gave him all goosebumps. Gwen is thankful for the community response by saying, I appreciate everything everyone is doing for me. I think that's pretty good news. I would say the same thing. You know, it's it goes to show, you know, there's a lot of people out there that can uh, cause havoc, create destruction, but it only takes one person or a few people to uh, restore faith in humanity, show that, uh, you know, you can go and, and clean up, do do what's right, and, uh, you know, I think we need that more now than ever. And so I'd certainly say that that is. Good news, everyone. Yeah, especially at 18, I think uh, to be inspired to want to go down there and help your community uh, clean up and stuff, I think that's really cool. So. Yeah, and even though his mom passed away, you know, two years prior, uh, it goes to show that she did a really good job raising him. Absolutely. Good yep. job, Mrs. Gwynn. <laughs> And folks, that does it for another installment of Good News, Everyone. And then when we come back, not next week, but the following Friday, as we like to do every Friday, we will uh, come up with more stories that uh, you know show the, the brighter side of society. Folks, when we come back, Tony is going to give us the yay or nay on Costco Secrets Debunked. You won't want to miss it. Oh, yeah. Bring it, baby. Yeah. We'll be right back. See you in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, July 3rd. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcasts link, Scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and you can get everything you need there, whether it's video or audio. We're also available on podcast channels, pretty much all of them. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. And uh, while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know how we're doing, and uh, tell your friends, because sharing is caring. Now in the segment, as we head into our long break and close out the first hour before we've still got a second hour to go, wanted to talk about uh, what Tony does when he's not having fun on the Christian Phoenix radio show. He spends his time at Costco. He's been an employee, a manager with Costco. Heck, you've been there, what, 20 some odd years? At this point? Yeah, year 20. Yep, year been 20. there 20 years since high school ended, yep. So he knows a thing or two about how Costco works. And, you know, there's a bunch of myths out there about uh, certain things that you can and can't do uh, as it relates to Costco. So I thought I'd run down the list and bounce it off of Tony to find out, is that true or is it false? And so, Oh, yes. Let me get my dings ready here. All right. Just make sure I got my and my. Yep. We're, <laughs> we are ready. All right, so uh, number one, non-members can buy certain things at Costco. For instance, in certain states like California and Connecticut, non-members can shop the store's notoriously cheap alcohol section, and residents in any of the 50 states can easily head to the pharmacy to pick up their prescriptions. That is... 
Yeah, you don't have to be a member to buy uh, alcohol, and uh, you don't have to be a member to use the pharmacy. Uh, those are due to government regulations. There's uh, a law in there. Um, so you can come in and buy those, but just remember, if you are going to do that, that does not mean you get to buy other product unless you are a member. And uh, our membership fees are $60, get you two household people, or the executive membership, that's 120 earns 2% back on everything except um, tobacco and gasoline. Uh, with that little shameless plug that I just did, uh, that does not also mean you get to bring in everybody under the sun to shop with you. <laughs> so, but you can, and you got to use a visa. You can't write a check, but you can pay with cash or credit to get that. Perfect. And uh, I believe uh, Colorado, where you're at, have uh, blue laws when it comes to alcohol. How does that work? So they've they've changed. They've over the last couple of years, the government has changed on that. So uh, my particular Costco I work at, we actually have liquor in the store. Like we have the Kirkland margaritas, the beers, the, you know, the, the vodkas, the hard liquor. Um, only three or four of our stores out of the 12 um, have it. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. So not every Costco has it here in Colorado. Interesting. So the other thing, if you are not a member, you can also shop at the store normally, not just on those select items, if you use a Costco cash card. Um, yeah, where's my little butt button? <laughs> there you go. I, I don't like that one. I think that uh, I actually kind of despise that one. And I'll tell you why. Costco makes its money off the memberships, not the product. So if you, you know, like if you get a gift card, like a family member gets it to you, you want to go and check out Costco. That's great. But the but there are abusers of it. And I'm not a fan of that. So I just be honest with you up front on that. Well, the uh, irony of it is, in order to get a Costco cash card, you have to be a member Absolutely. to purchase but one, the, but you can use yeah, one if you're a non-member. Exactly. And uh, you can't purchase them online. You can't come in and just buy a gift card. Like, you can't walk into the store as a non-member and say, I think I'm going to get my mom a, my mom a gift card in, or a cash card, which they're shop cards now um, because they changed that last uh, September. Uh, so you take the shop card and then you uh, you would get that for a family member. So um, it is you can do it, but uh, you can't just come in and buy it. You have to have somebody, you know, but please don't abuse it. Interesting. All right. The next one, the next myth, the store is disorganized on purpose. Described as the store layout as a treasure hunt, explaining that they group things at random, on purpose, in order to force customers to spend more time in the store and hopefully make more impulse purchases. couple things in that one. It is pretty much true. However, our customers are called members, so we don't ever call them that. And there's always a, there's always a method behind your madness. Now, typically, they don't just randomly put things all over the store anymore. Uh, the reason why we change things so much is you do have... Uh, things on sale, like through our MVM. So we run those monthly uh, coupon deals. You'll find those on your end caps. Um, depends on the time of the season, you're going to find stuff in the center of the store. Um, but things constantly rotate due to reasons of sales. You know, if something's performing not particularly well, we're going to move that somewhere else to try to drive sales. Uh, if we are uh, putting a focus on an item, that's going to move either to the fence. Like, Good example, last night, Kirkland disinfectant wipes came in. That's our version of the Clorox wipes because, as you know, Clorox wipes and 
disinfectant wipes They're are hard. hard. We got one pallet last night. One pallet. The, the right place to pick that up if you're going to get it would be back in the sundries area with all the cleaning supplies. But due to the fact we had one and we want to drive sales, we pushed that up by the sales department, the electronics, um, at the entrance of the fence. So that way, when you're coming into the store, it's the first thing you see. So there's always methods uh, behind the madness. It's not completely random. It is driven for reasons. Interesting. Speaking of which... The uh, next myth is the edges of the store have the best bargains. Evidently, shelf space on the edge is in high demand, and companies are willing to keep their prices competitive just to stay there. Not really true. Um, they'll put things on end caps to drive sales again because they're coupons. Like everything is going to have a sign saying uh, what's on sale, things of that nature. Um, but again, uh, vendors pay for in-cap spaces, um, and and in-cap spaces are reserved for those um, things on sale, and uh, you know, like a hot new item. But but that is a first official false, not one hundred percent true. Yeah. So the manufacturers don't determine the placement; the uh, the store does, unless they pay for it. Yeah. There's like if it's uh, mandatory in-caps, uh, the vendor of that product has paid for a space there. All right. Next up on uh, Costco Myths, don't bother cutting coupons. Apparently, the chain debuted a new feature where all discounts featured in the store's monthly coupon booklet are automatically applied at checkout, so all you have to do is ring up your item to receive the deal. No coupon required. Dated article. They changed that a while ago. Did they? Okay. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You can tell. I was like, wait, we stopped doing that years and years ago. But uh, yes, that is true. Makes it easy. In fact, shameless plug, if you download the uh, Costco app, it's free. Um, it'll tell you what your, uh, you know, what's on sale. There's a little option, so you don't even have to have the coupon book. But uh, we advertise really well in the store. You'll see uh, the signs, the rebates are already up there. You'll see a picture of that coupon blown really big hanging off of the sign or next to the product. Um, so we make it real easy. So careful on the limits, though, and not all products are at all stores. A uh, good example, when we run water deals, uh, mm -hmm. it'll show like some stores have Nestle water, some stores have Arrowhead, some stores have some other version. Um, just depends on what region you're in. All right. All right. Moving on and a uh, nice little callback to our call-in topic yesterday. Apparently, and speaking of non-members, uh, non-members can shop at Costco through Instacart without a membership. That is false. Uh, reason being is you can use Instacart, but you do have to put your membership in because what happens is there's an Instacart app and then the, the, per, the member at home that wants to shop has to input their membership number. Um, and then once that's registered, then the Instacart uh, individual comes to Costco, shops for them. And then when they Instacart, we scan their badge or their, their app it's the member's membership number. So that is 100% false. Interesting. All right. Uh, moving on to the next one. Not all deals at Costco are necessarily good. Though the prices at Costco are certainly competitive, they're not always the best ones out there. When it comes to purchasing items like electronics and furniture, it's always wise to check the prices at other stores like Best Buy or Macy's before committing to a purchase, as these stores often feature seasonal discounts that trump those of Costco. False. I'll tell you why there too. 
So on the grand scheme of things, the dollar amount sometimes is cheaper at a Best Buy or, you know, elsewhere. But what you get when you buy an electronic item at uh, Costco, you know, like a TV, you always get a, it's already included a two year um, warranty that you don't have to purchase. You can always add more through Square Trade. Um, that's an extended warranty service. Usually pretty good price depending on your product that you buy ranges anywhere from $35 to $100. Um, but that gets you three additional years. If you use the Costco City Visa card, that gets you an additional two years on your electronic purchase too. So by having a Costco City Visa, you can really up your warranty ante on that. Um, with that being said too, you have a 90-day no-hassle return policy. So if you are dissatisfied with the TV, you know, you you know, you might pay a little extra sometimes, but you're getting more bang for your buck in coverage and everything. Um, and sometimes, you know, Costco uh, models have different features versus like a Sam's Club model does or a Walmart, things like that. But, uh, you know, do a little more research on that. It's not always just the dollar. Um, th think of the big picture in the protection of your TV. Fair enough. Or, or electronic that you're getting. Okay. All right, moving on. The store will honor a sale price. There's no need to get upset if you happen to purchase something at Costco only for it to go on sale days or even weeks later. The store's policy dictates that if you buy something and it goes on sale within 30 days of your purchase, you can bring in your receipt to get back the difference in the prices. That is true. Job number one, member service. You can never predict what goes on sale in the retail business, especially at Costco. We run MVMs, which are the coupons, uh, once a month. So when you uh, happen to you get that urge to go buy, like, uh, say, AirPods, you know, um, and then a week later they go on sale and you're like, damn it, I sh don't fret you'll still get it. Yeah. It's, it's, we, we shoot for 30 days, but of course, you know, if you're a little outside of that 30, you know, we want to take care of the members. So that is our job. We're in the member service business and that is our number one job. So yes, absolutely true. We will take care of you. Perfect. And with about a minute 20 before our long break, something that uh, Costco is notorious for, you can return pretty much anything. Costco's number one priority is ensuring that their members are happy with the quality of their products. And because the company is so concerned with customer satisfaction, they offer a generous return policy that once allowed a woman to return a dead Christmas tree. You got one minute tone. Yep. A return policy is a good thing and a bad thing. So I'll throw it out there. Please don't abuse it. Um, we do take stuff back. Um, we have places in, uh, we have contracts uh, with uh, companies where we get credit um, depending on the product. Uh, but we are ultimately in the game of making members happy. We want to make sure we take care of you. Uh, we want you to be satisfied with the product. I mean, a Christmas tree that dies because you didn't water it and it's six months after Christmas, probably don't return that. We'll take it back, but it's a little ridiculous and we'll make fun of you behind the scenes. No, we really, <laughs> um, you know, maybe the employees will, but Costco will not. Um, but yeah, that is a true, our return policy is very good. It's top notch, hard to be beat. So, uh, we have our 90 days placed in electronics, but, uh, as far as like the old mattresses that are 10 years old and stuff like that, they happen. Yeah, um, unfortunately yeah. they happen, but, uh, and sorry to cut yeah. you off tone, but, uh, we are headed to the long break. That does it for Costco myths debunked. We'll see you guys in a about seven minutes. Seven minutes! Laugh it up, fuzzball.
I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. show on a Friday, July 3rd. I'm here with my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo, who is uh, a little delirious on lack of sleep, but uh, I think the show's going pretty well so far. What about you? The show has gone good. The reading and the uh, entertainment segment stunk. I totally butchered every name in there. I couldn't even say, I couldn't even say gigawatt, because I kept saying gigawatt. <laughs> Stupid how you, how your brain does just dumb things, but uh, man, I'm feeling good. Hour two, ready for uh, all our segments on this one. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Really enjoyed talking the Costco segment. I felt like I knew stuff. Yeah, yeah. I felt I felt really intelligent there. It was good. Well, being that it's been uh, basically Groundhog Day for you for 20 years with Costco, I, I would hope you know a few things. Just a couple. You know what I've been including in my uh, nightly emails? It's just whether anyone gets it or not. Um, the listeners will, but I don't know if I don't know if the people receiving the email gets it. But I always at the end have a picture of Bill Murray and the groundhog. Every day I've been putting that picture in there. And at Tony Stark doing a piece, like instead of saying goodnight and they throwing a peace sign, I just throw a picture of Tony Stark piece and then the groundhog day right behind oh. it. Just to be consistently consistent. You don't sign off love you three thousand? <laughs> no no, because I, I don't. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Maybe maybe two thousand, but not three thousand. There you that's, go. That's a lot. That's a lot of love. That is there. a lot of love. Now I wanted to remind everybody that uh, this being Friday before the holiday weekend, we will be off, so there will be no new shows next week. We will be playing best of, so you can catch up on uh, some of the older episodes that we find particularly fun, and then we will back. Be back with new shows, I want to say the 13th. So uh, just keep that in mind and uh, don't be sad. You can always uh, tell yeah. us how you feel on the Phoenix line. Now, Yeah, hopefully hopefully on the replay before, not to interrupt you, but hopefully you get meanies greenies. Oh, that dude was great. That's going to that be one of That segment was one of my favorites. <laughs> now, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show. This is where we want you to chime in on the topic that we've proposed. You can give us a call at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Toll free from anywhere in the world. And uh, we also have people who chime in on our Facebook watch parties. Uh, that way, you know, if you're a little shy, you don't want to call, you can always do it that way. But we love the interaction. So today's subject is video games that defined your childhood. And so we're not talking about, yeah, I played that game or whatever. It is a video game that you just couldn't put down. You were addicted to, you love the franchise, whatever it may be. And so uh, before we turn it over to you guys, the callers, wanted to give you guys our picks. So uh, Tony, we'll let you go ahead and kick it off. And uh, I think your pick will be that of a lot of people. And uh, this should give you a little hint on what that is. (laughs) 
familiar there, right? Mm-hmm. Bing, bing! <laughs> so, yeah, Su Super Mario Brothers was your pick, but particularly one of, <laughs> one of the games uh, in particular, and which one was that? Um, you know, well, the very first one I played, obviously, was, was Super Mario Brothers 1, and uh, just mastering that game, playing it over and over, because that was like your pack-in game with the uh, Nintendo. You had that Duck Hunt, so those were the two games I played a lot in the beginning. Um, once I got that, you know, Super Mario Brothers 2 came out, was definitely different, but again, mastered that game, played it all the way through. Um, I think I beat that one a couple different times, and then... Uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 was just so radically different where you could actually, you know, there's just, you could see the the world map of where you were going, um, learning where the warp zones were. And the real pain in the ass thing back then that people just wouldn't understand today's games was playing through Super Mario Brothers 3, or really any, because Mario 1 was rat relatively quick. You mm -hmm. could get through that fast. But Mario 3 was so time-consuming that if your Nintendo decided to crap out, oh. Oh, it was all the way back to the beginning because you couldn't say, yeah, you know. There was no was... memory cards, nothing along those lines. And so, uh, yeah, but uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 definitely pushed the limits of what the Nintendo, the original NES system, could do. And uh, if you are a fan of Super Mario 3, this should sound familiar. thing <laughs> so yeah super mario brothers obviously a fantastic franchise from front to back but uh those first three games were really defining of not only tony's childhood but uh, mine as well but with all of that being said there is one game in particular for me or game franchise for me that uh really sort of took the cake. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the fighting games. It was a game we were never allowed to have in the house, at least early on, so I had to uh, make the most of it when I could go over to friends' houses, and uh, especially on the Super Nintendo, because the Genesis version didn't include something that made it so iconic. And of course, we are talking about... <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Um, again, one of the, one of the original fighting games uh, next to Street Fighter. Obviously, the original Super Nintendo version included the blood, guts, and gore, whereas the Genesis, which we had, did not. And so, uh, just a fun game, you know, doing the fatalities. Obviously, you know, we were probably too young to be playing that violent of a game, but uh, you know, at that age, it, it didn't matter. We <laughs> We had fun with it, and, uh, you know, the games have continued to progress over the years. They went through a slump for a while, but then uh, Mortal Kombat 10 and Mortal Kombat 11 came out, which uh, sort of returned it to its former glory, and uh, that was certainly the game that sort of defined my childhood. Now, we want to hear from you guys, the listeners. What game defined your childhood? Give us a call. Phone lines are open right now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. When we return, we open the mics to you. Tell us what video game defined your childhood. Folks, we'll be right back. See you in a few.
Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, July 3rd. We are in the middle of our call-in topic. And the topic today are video games that defined your childhood. As we said before the break, uh, Tony mentioned Super Mario Brothers, specifically Super Mario Brothers 3. For me, it was Mortal Kombat. But now it's time to open it to you guys, the callers. Again, give us a call right now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Toll free from anywhere in the world. Let us know the video game that defined your childhood. And we do have a couple callers on hold, so let's go ahead and go to the first one. Who are we speaking with? My name is Tim Nidale. Is it Tim? Ah, Tim! What's up, buddy? (laughs) I just heard the word childhood, so I had to call in. And so we're talking video games that defined your childhood. What is your pick? Well, before I tell you guys that, have you ever noticed that the guy who does the American Matters news at the top of the hour sounds just like Zoidberg from Futurama? I haven't, but now I'm not going to be able to not hear (laughs) that. (laughs) <laughs> I don't hear back, the commercials on my end, it. so. <laughs> it's a great voice. I love it. So it, it <laughs> Anyways, anyways, I didn't mean to, you know, squirrel moment there. But uh, huh. I'm going to, I have two choices. Okay, first one, I'm totally agreeing with Tony. Tony, um, Mario 3 is hands down my, like, favorite video game of all time. And I remember my brother and I got the NES for Christmas. I want to say it was 87. We didn't get it at launch, I think 87 Christmas. And I had the flu. And uh, my mom was certain that it would make me even more sick watching my brother or even playing it myself. So she made me go to my bedroom and, and go to bed while my brother played the first Mario Brothers for like hours on Christmas Day. Oh. I was so mad. I bet. <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah, so Super Mario, the whole franchise I love, the first one, even the second one and third one, but I think the third one is the best one out of the three. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But the one I'm going to pick, since Tony already picked that one, I'm going to say Bubble Bobble. I've been addicted to that game since I first played it. My brother and I, like you guys said, you got to play it all the way through. Although this one did have the code thing mm-hmm. where you can put a code in for each level. But I remember my brother and I, we beat it like in a weekend. We left it running, I think, on like on a Friday night just in the living room and went back to it Saturday morning and finished playing it, got to level 100 or whatever it was, and most satisfying thing ever, I think. Yeah, Bubble Bobble. I was going to say, to actually say you beat Bubble Bobble is impressive. That's it, like saying you beat Pac-Man. I mean... It, that's very impressive. Yeah. And it gets it gets hard, and if you don't have two people playing it, it's pretty much impossible. Yeah, <laughs> and, and hoping that when you do pause it, that nobody steps just a little too hard <gasps> next to the system, and oh, then you get that blue that blinking screen. That was yep. the worst. My sister would do that sometimes <laughs> if she was pissed off at me. She'd give a stomp on the ground, and then all of a sudden, the blinking screen, and you were like, Ugh! "Oh yeah!" And you throw throw the no, damn controller because you were mad. <laughs> What's funny is that, you know, like you said, kids nowadays would not understand that, but I've had my kids who are 8, 13, and 16, I've had them try to play the Mario games. They can't get past level one on any of them. Nope. 
and yet I they're, see them play hard. these complex video games, and they go through it like a breeze. They're better at me at Fallout than I am, <laughs> but they can't yeah. play Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a uh, acquired skill when you were a kid because, you know, it wasn't quite as sensitive as the games are now. So, you know, you would overjump things all the time until you figured out that, you know, <laughs> you had to jump and then turn back, you know. Yep. So, but Tim, thank you for calling in. Bubble Bobble is a great pick. Uh, enjoy, Absolutely. Enjoy your holiday weekend, and uh, we'll touch base with you in a couple weeks. Absolutely. You guys have a good one. What am I going to do for a week? Thank- I mean, uh, we'll be doing replays. I, I, need- mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I guess so, yeah. I guess I can do that. As long as Zoidberg is doing the news. Uh, he'll he'll yeah. still be doing the, the news. <laughs> okay, Zoidberg. Good. Okay, good. Oh, <laughs> bye, Tim. All right, guys. Thanks have for a good one. In, man. All right. Yeah, that was uh, frequent listener and contributor Tim Nidell. Uh, we are inviting you guys to call in with your pick for video game that defined your childhood at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Let's move on to our next caller. Hi, who are we speaking with? Hello, campers. It's Kendra. <laughs> hey, Kendra. Hi, how Kendra. you doing? Kendra. How are you? Can you hear I am, you know what, I am officially on vacation, so I am good to go. Oh, I'm jealous. I don't get to start my vacation for another yeah, few well, hours. <laughs> understand. Hey, so you're talking about video games, and, and I remember my first NES system. Of course, I had to share it with four other siblings. Um, three other siblings, sorry. Um, but I remember <clears throat> but I remember the game Duck Hunt, and I remember it was our first time playing with, like, a, a controller that was actually, like, shaped like what it was supposed to be, right? It's like mm-hmm. it's shaped like a gun. Um, but I also remember being horribly, horribly frustrated at that game. And I mean, I must have been 10 or 11 years old, right? And you're, you're shooting and you're shooting and the duck won't die. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the, that's the game that, I mean, right? Like, you're like, no, I'm shooting him. I'm shooting like three inches from the screen. Come on. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my, that was my first, you know, the first game that you remember going, ow. Well, not only that, but that was the game where they had an in-game character, the dog, that would pop up and, and taunt you for sucking. Yeah. Right. Do you guys remember the, uh, what is it, the game show, the um, what, uh, the one with the whammies and the little noise? Oh, oh yeah. Pr- uh, press your luck. Yes. Am I dating myself? Yeah. You press your luck. Yeah. With yeah. just tease you. It's like, great. Thanks, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that dog, I yeah, remember that's the dog uh, always trying to, sh- like, then you were mad that you would, like, waste your bullets because you'd be so mad at the dog. You're like, you got your three. Right. Well, with, with the zapper. Yeah, you can't, like, you can't shoot the dog. There's no repercussions. I know, right? And with the zapper, you had to be perfectly squared up to the television because if you were even slightly at an angle, you can never get on target. Yeah. Well, and of course, and mine was like a 15-inch RCA with an antenna, right? Like, you couldn't even do anything else with the TV except play Nintendo. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Kendra... You guys just made me feel really, really old for a second. Hey, we're, we're feeling old over here, too. But uh, at least you can share in that with us. Absolutely. Hey, have a good weekend, guys. Thank you. You too, Kendra. Bye, Kendra. Be safe. Have fun. We'll talk to you later. Right, bye. bye. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, we're talking video games that defined your childhood. You know, Duck Hunt video games. was always so awesome. Um, but yeah, you had to be about three inches from the screen to make it work. And it was always sort of a mystery on how that physically worked. How, you know, the, 
was it light that reflected back to the controller? Or I have no idea how that worked or if it even works with uh, modern day uh, LCD TVs. Yeah, I don't know. You haven't seen anything like it since. So, I mean, well, we have the Super Scope for the Super Nintendo, but that wasn't as good. Right. And I think uh, in some of the first uh, next-gen consoles they had oh, what was it time cop time time crisis time crisis yeah. yeah yeah so but uh, those were always fun games all right we've got uh, another caller on hold let's go ahead and go Ooh. over there hi who are we speaking with it's me again it's tim <laughs> damn <laughs> i missed you guys long time, no, I wanted, long time I wanted, no see man i know no no kidding i wanted to I fully agree with Duck Hunt, and that gun, I am still mystified on how that thing worked. Right. You know what I mean? Like you guys said, it really hasn't been done too many times after that, and it's just, and I, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it was always magic to me that, uh, you know, how the, the electronics and, and especially the sort of rudimentary nature of the Nintendo system could make that work out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, and, and to me, it worked flawlessly. I was actually really good at it. I can stand like 10 feet from the TV and get it every time. And now, yet my kids are like, they're pointing it at the TV. It's like, I can't get it. I can't get it. It's like, I don't know how it works. It's some kind of, <laughs> I think they must have sold their soul to the devil or something. Now, with the Zapper, were you also a fan of Hogan's Alley? Oh, God, yeah. No, oh, Hogan's game. Alley was good, yeah. That was yep. so much fun. Shooting the cans. Uh-huh. Shooting the cans, and yep. then you had to like get the bad guys, like and not hit the uh... the civilians. That was, yeah, that's crazy for a Nintendo game that that was a thing back then. Yeah, it's true. What's the one from Back to the Future Two? Which one is that one again? Wild Gunman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I have that one too at home. That was a fun one too. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Elijah Wood was the little kid in that. Yeah, yep, he was. Yep. <laughs> oh, you, you gotta use your hand to then. play these things. <laughs> what a ripoff! Now you know what's cool about the Nintendo too. It's uh, the fact that that came packaged in. You actually didn't have to go buy the accessory back then. Yeah, the yeah. zapper came in there, and it was double packed in game. I mean, smart marketing back then. Now, do you? Get- and, uh, I I got a great deal last year. Somebody on Craigslist was selling the original box that came in for five bucks here in town. Nice. And I snagged it. He said he was about to throw it away because nobody, he he didn't think anybody would buy it. I was like, dude, I would have paid 50 bucks for that box. (laughs) You're like, hey, mint condition Nintendo box? I mean. It was. It had all the manuals inside. had all the wrappers inside. The styrofoam was inside. It was amazing. (laughs) Now, before we head to the break, before we head to the break, I wanted to ask you guys, do you recall what year the zapper went from the gray to the bright orange? I don't. Uh, I never had. I never had the uh, bright orange one. I had the gray one. I did too. And I don't remember. I had the orange one. I was going to ask you guys if you had the gray or the orange because I had the orange. Ours came with the yeah. orange one. Hmm. It's when a did mystery. You, Tony, when, when did you get your NES? When did you get yours? Um, I want to say Christmas of '86 because I know okay, my so sister and I, I were. We got we got in trouble because we would peek a hole in the presents. We would pull a little, a little, and when we got when we finally saw like Nintendo, like mom took it away, and then like on Christmas morning, it wasn't there. We opened all the gifts, and it was like, "Where's the Nintendo?" Like we knew it was there, but it went missing. And my mom's like, "Well, that's it." And we're like, "Isn't there another gift?" Well, 
Santa took it away because uh, somebody kept opening the Ooh. thing. And then later that evening, she gave it to us. But yeah, it was it was probably 86 or 87, Tim. It was right. somewhere in there. Right. Okay. Yeah, kids, I got mine 87. So it, must have, it must have happened between that one year. They must have switched colors. Yeah, yeah. All right, folks. Well, that does it for this call-in topic. Tim, thank you very much for chiming in. And when we come back, we are going to have a segment called See Something Stupid, Say Something Stupid. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, July 3rd. Now, uh, we have set up a voicemail line, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, where you guys can call in. It's called the Phoenix Line and chime in on really anything whatsoever. Hey, maybe you missed our segment about video games that defined your childhood and you want to give us your thoughts. Guess what? You can do that. Just give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. If you don't appreciate the alphanumeric characters on the phone, keep it entertaining. We'll put those together and play them in a future show. Now, in this segment, wanted to explore, well, what's the best way to put this? You know, the stupidity on the internet. Now, I don't know if it's a chicken or egg sort of thing where, you know, with the um, uh, with social media being so prevalent now, if stupid people are just being highlighted more or if uh, there's just more stupid people that we're seeing due to social media. But uh, pulled up a list of some, uh, boy, some questionable things that uh, makes you worry about uh, a cross-section of our population for lack of a better term. So uh, I'll go through, we'll get uh, Tony's input, and uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be entertaining for you. This first one is a text exchange. The original person says, is Pink Panther a lion? The person replies, say that again, but slower. So they reply, I don't get it. Person uh, respondent says, he's the Pink Panther. Original, okay, but is he a lion? The respondent, Mac, Angel, light of my life, he's a panther. They just don't get it. They say, is that a kind of lion? <laughs> respondent, no, it's an effing panther. And then, of course, the original asker, I just Googled, they are not pink. <laughs> and the respondent, and lions are? I mean, how thick do you have to be not to be told exactly what the issue is and just continue on and on and on? Yeah, it's it's just it's 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 pretty apparent. It's Pink Panther. It's a panther. <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the realm. It's, it's it's in the realm. It's not a lion. It's not a cat. Right. But it's in the same right. species. It, it, it just come on, common sense. Even, panther. Even if you don't know who the cartoon character or the uh, uh, the live action uh, Inspector Clouseau Pink Panthers were. You got to be pretty thick, thick to not know what a pink panther is. So, <sighs> makes me worry. Speaking uh, of being yeah. worried, 
we're you know obviously we're not a political show we're not a religious show but uh, this just goes to show how dumb some people are somebody on twitter put someone actually just told my husband on facebook that it's a good thing obama isn't president right now because he wasn't a billionaire and wouldn't be able to afford to give everyone twelve hundred dollars seriously how do people find their home at the end of the day so some idiot out there thinks that the $1,200 stimulus check that we received came out of the pocket of President Trump, which uh, obviously is not the case. It came out of our own pockets, the taxpayers. Yeah, that's about as believable as saying back when Donald Trump, uh, before he was president, uh, he came out on an episode, I think, of uh, Monday Night Raw. Long. This is years and years ago. He was... Uh, I don't know why he was on there, but like he gave the crowd money and they dropped money from the ceiling. It's like, yeah, it's not his money. Like he's not just right. Giving away his own money. Obviously that was a gimmick for whatever they were promoting at the time. Stupid. <laughs> stupid. All right. Speaking of stupid, somebody posts, if you use facial recognition for anything, the government has your face where somebody replied, wait until you find out about driver's licenses guess what they already have your face and they know more about you than you know that they know about you absolutely got a smart you got a smartphone ever taken a selfie ever uploaded to social media you're on the web you're welcome i mean we've even covered the topic that social media is listening to you even though they won't admit it and uh my guess is part of that probably goes to the government as well we're going to put oh, our yeah. tinfoil hats on and uh, talk conspiracy theories here soon. But uh, moving yeah. on with stupid people. Again, we're not political. This is just highlighting how stupid people can be. Somebody writes, Bernie Sanders should be forced to give away 90% of his birthday cake. Whereas somebody replied, yeah, that's pretty much how birthday cakes work. Yeah. <laughs> you better give me your birthday cake, mister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, moving on woman writes i wish we could choose our baby fathers where somebody replies someone can come tell her before i do because i'm gonna hurt her feelings oh my gosh like you choose who you sleep with lady like (laughs) you choose protected sex non-protected sex your call like you choose what you want to do because i saw we uh one plus a two equals a three i just say (laughs) for those of you who didn't know how it worked Jeez Louise, I was watching it for FCC purposes. I don't want to get in trouble. ay 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 All right, moving on. A uh, reporter on the red carpet, looks like of the Oscars, uh, asks, what made you decide to have the film in Korean? She asks the Korean director who lives in Korea and speaks Korean and hired a Korean cast to play Korean characters to make social criticism about class in Korea. Oh, Okay. Oh, God, stupidity is endless, but it gives us topics for the show, so. Absolutely. Yep. Mm. All right, Uh, more uh, people who just don't quite get it. A poster on Twitter writes, my sister is pregnant. I can't wait to see if I'm going to be an aunt or an uncle. Think think about that one for a sec. You would just... The sex wow. of the baby doesn't determine your sex 
No. If you're a female, like, you're going to be its aunt. If you're a male, you're going to yeah. be its uncle. Yeah, I was going to say, if my sister has a kid, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to be a good aunt. I'm just going to be the best auntie there ever was. No, this doesn't happen. I can only be an uncle, a father, a brother, or a son. That's, that's about it. I can be an a-hole as well. That's pretty universal. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. You know, just as I go through these, I, I worry more and more for our population. All right. Twitter poster asks, is there any sort of book subscription for kids that exists where you order books and once you read them, you return them and get more? Where somebody replies, I'm pretty sure it's called a library. Yeah, it's uh, pretty simple. They still exist. They are still around. In fact, I think you have a library um, outside the radio station, correct? We do. Now, they're not open right now, obviously, due to what's going on. But uh, yeah. Yeah, they still exist, and you know they update their books too. It's not all dusty, and you don't even have to learn the Dewey Decimal System. Oh, you don't even have to learn that. Crazy. <laughs> oh, here's one that, speaking of what's going on right now, sort of the mob mentality of stupidity. Thirty-eight percent of Americans won't buy Corona beer under any circumstance because of the coronavirus. Oh, my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, just because the name Corona is in it does not mean the beer is going to give you the Corona flu. So stop the fear, pop one open, and cheers. <laughs> if anything, it'll help with it, or at least help you forget uh, everything that's going on in society right now. Right. Good Lord. <laughs> All right. Another person who's uh, unclear on the concept. Twitter uh, user says, friend is going been complaining about finding an avocado on his lawn every day for weeks now. Why would somebody keep throwing avocados in his yard? Who would do that? You guys, he just realized he has an avocado tree. (laughs) He didn't bother to look up. Oh Oh my god! Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think... I think that's that's a very fitting sound effect. Uh, I would say get it ready for this one because, oh, man. Okay. All right. Twitter user says, why do the women never have to take a DNA test to see if it's their child? Hmm. Pretty sure they gave birth to it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I did that, but ha-ha, you're an idiot. Jeez, are you kidding me? <laughs> Man, I have to. Again, you take a one plus a two, three. It happens. And then finally, as we head into the break, and <sighs> uh, you know, hopefully you guys have a little more faith in humanity than we do, a woman on Instagram writes a post that says, Goodbye, America. Hello, New York. Got bad news for you. <laughs> New York is in America. Bazinga. Oh, what a genius. Uh, Folks, in, yeah, in some cases, you just can't fix stupid. <laughs> when we come back, we have, uh, we're heading into our final segment, This Day in History, where we're going to drop a little bit of knowledge on you. Don't go anywhere. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. 
Now back to the show. Well, folks, we've made it to the end of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, July 3rd, before we head into our long vacation week. But uh, you know what? The show's not quite over. We've got one more segment for you that should be a lot of fun. Now, if you missed a portion of the show, you want to catch up on a previous show, head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. You can get audio and video there, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer, whatever it is, we are there. Be sure to subscribe. Leave a review, and Tony, as always, sharing is caring. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. I like it. Well, being that it is the last segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, we are going to take you through this day in history. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head, it's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. Now, obviously, Ryan is out right now, so I'm going to go ahead and take us through, starting out with the year 324 on this day, the Battle of Adrianopoli, where Roman Emperor Constantine I defeats his co-emperor Licinius, who flees to Byzantium. Those sound like uh, elements on the periodic table. Yeah, what a hell of a year, man. Year 324. We partied hard that year. Uh, we battled the pandemic, I believe. Uh, the Broncos, uh, they just were a gleam in a, somebody's eye. I mean, it was a great year. It was. Great. It was. Um, Had a good time. Feels like it was just yesterday, right? It really does. You know, it, if it, it just, yeah, it was like Groundhog Day. I have to live year 324 over and over and over again. <laughs> All right, uh, moving a little further into the future goes to show that uh, one of our greatest founding fathers wasn't always successful. This day in 1754, George Washington surrenders to the French at Fort Necessity during the Seven Years' War. Damn, that's a long time for a war. Seven years, huh? Does it say why he just he gave up? Was it... No, nope. because he couldn't. T- he couldn't lie. He just had to be honest and tap out. No, that that's Abraham Lincoln. Oh, Abraham Lincoln did. Oh, th- he he was the one who couldn't tell a lie. He chopped down the cherry tree, right? That's the one. And then he lied about it. Okay. <laughs> well, me. <laughs> All right. All right. This day in 1871, Jesse James robs a bank in Corridon, Iowa, makes off with $45,000. And we're not talking about uh, the former Mr. Um, Sandra Bullock. We're talking about the original outlaw, Jesse James. Oh, I thought we were talking about Eric Defer- Eric Decker's wife. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, man, hell of a great looking bank robber. Great job, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. <laughs> Moving on, this day in 1886, we talked a few days back about uh, you know my heritage in the automotive business and uh, the patent of the very first automobile. Well, this day in 1886 in Germany, Carl Benz drives the very first automobile ever. Thank you, Mr. Benz, for uh, basically creating vehicles, pretty much the great ones. Yeah, yeah. Here's a guy who was way ahead of his time, this day in 1928, Jean Logie Baird. Just, <laughs> <hey>. Sorry. <laughs> that, that name just made me laugh. It's literally. a good thing there's not an extra O in there. John Logie nah. Baird. Uh, John Logie Baird demonstrates the first color television transmission in London, but it wasn't until, I want to say, the late 50s where uh, color television became a uh, regular staple. Hey, boo-boo, I made this TV. We're going to make it a little color. We're going to go down to the Maverick and have a 97-7 drop drink. 
Word, Yogi. <laughs> that was a pretty good Yogi Bear. <laughs> Thanks, Christian. That was not a good one right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This, this must be Wim, Wimbledon. Yogi Bear. <laughs> <laughs> this must be Wimbledon week because there are so many this day in history uh, in Wimbledon. For instance, this day in 1970, Wimbledon women's tennis Margaret Court beats Billie Jean King 14 to 12, 11 to 9 for her third and final Wimbledon singles title and third leg of her successful Grand Slam. Uh, obviously, Billie Jean King is uh, the tennis player who broke uh, gender barriers and uh, really brought female tennis to the forefront. Yep, and she was not my lover. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the literature. I would have just kept going with that. But <laughs> oh. that, that reminds me of a, a meme I saw yesterday. It was two <laughs> two action figures. One of Michael Jackson with his arms around Anakin Skywalker, and it said, "No explanation necessary." And it took me a second to get it. And uh, <laughs> Annie, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay, Annie? You smooth criminal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have the puns on point, but I do have the snarky, smart-ass comments for you. Hey, always appreciated. All right, this day in 1976, Brian Wilson performs with the Beach Boys after 12 <laughs> years apart. Um, you know, Beach Boys, again, iconic surf band, Brian Wilson being a founding member. And there was even a great uh, movie with, um, oh, I can't think of the kid's name who portrayed him, but, uh, you know, he, he struggled with some things and, uh, luckily he's still around to perform and, and play beach boys classics. Yeah. John Stamos played him, right? John, John Stamos is a beach boy for life. No, yeah. I, pretty sure that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that's not who it is, but, uh, yeah. Beach boys, man, iconic band. Uh, I, I enjoy a good beach boy song here and there. Uh, definitely fun. So, they bring out those good vibrations. That they do, and that was a fantastic pun. Here's one you'll appreciate, Tony, this day in 1985. Back to the Future, directed by Robert Zemeckis, starring Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, is released. Might be worth going back and re-watching just in remembrance of that day. Great, Scott, indeed. So you got the Transformer, Jigawatt, and... Uh, you got some new pop vinyls coming out in honor of the uh, 35th anniversary, but fantastic movie. In fact, there is a girl I've been talking to, and she has not seen that. That might be a good date night movie. Just saying. Say what? How have you not never, seen that? Never seen it. How dare you? 1.21 If she doesn't like it, I'm going to tell her. You make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs> Even my boys have seen the movie, and they love it. Yeah. Damn good movie. It you know? is. All right. Since when did you wake up the physical type? <laughs> so many classic lines. All right. This day in 1986, obviously, tomorrow is the 4th of July. Uh, U.S. President Reagan presides over the relighting of the renovated Statue of Liberty. I didn't realize it went through a renovation. My guess is it probably had to after uh, the Ghostbusters marched it into New York and had to uh, defeat Vigo. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. It's Vigo! Yeah. There's another movie I want to go back and watch. Uh, we are a couple geeky, nerdy guys. That is for Aren't sure. Aren't we, though? Like, it just is. All right, moving on. This day in 1987, controversial New York Mets MLB star 
Daryl Strawberry threatens teammates for criticizing his play. Oddly enough, he is now an ordained minister. I was going to say, he had to have been high on crack at that time. Daryl Strawberry loved him, the cocaine and the crack cocaine. That he did. Wow. All right, this day in 1989, speaking of movie history, the movie Batman set the record for the quickest to $100 million in just 10 days. I'm Batman. Dang. Hey, that great movie, though. Great movie. Oh, fantastic. And then we even reported here that uh, uh, Michael Keaton is in talks to reprise his role as Bruce Wayne in the upcoming Flash movie. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, me too. Uh, of the DC characters, that's the jam. Batman. <laughs> this day in 1997, Mississippi becomes the first state to settle a tobacco lawsuit. And uh, I don't know if that was the impetus for uh, tobacco companies no longer being able to air commercials on TV. But uh, yeah, you know, finally, uh, tobacco industries are held liable for the damage they were doing to people. Well... I think that's um, was that before the Surgeon General warnings and stuff because I mean they does it does tell you on a pack of cigarettes that all the wonderful crap that it could cause. I mean you kind of know that going in when you puff one down. That it does. In fact, in uh, some countries they even have to show pictures of uh, lungs that are infested with uh, cancer, and yeah, you know, they do everything they can to be. Uh, yeah, uh, to disgust yeah. you out. Yep. Hey. Yep consequences all right tony get the button ready this day in 2018 cardi b becomes the first female rapper to get two number one u.s billboard hits with i like it with bad bunny and j balvin i guess what is <laughs> coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> guess what bitch coronavirus oh god she bugs me to no end yes you does, Kristen. you <laughs> scream real loud <laughs> oh all right in the ears. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all right, folks. And uh, with just bad. a few seconds left in the show as we head into our long vacation break, remember next week we will be doing best ofs. We're going to go over some holidays for today. Today is American Redneck Day. It is Comic Sans Day. <laughs> Here's one for my dad. Drive your Corvette to work day. Nas- <laughs> National Chocolate Wafer Day. Sounds oddly specific. Yes. National Independent Beer Run Day. So uh, for those stocking up for the 4th of July weekend, (laughs) go do your independent beer run. Independently go run and get your beer at Costco. Good deals there. Good deals. Folks, that does it for another episode. We will see you guys not next Monday, but the following Monday. Enjoy the holiday weekend. Happy Happy 4th 4th of July. Meanies, greenies. Check that one out.